welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This ramble is a special one. You know, every episode is special, but this one is extra special because I've got a message to my Canadian listeners out there. Hey, I see you. I love you too. I love my American listeners, of course. UK, yes. Australia, Sweden, Germany, South Korea, Brazil. Yes, 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 across the board. Of course. It's just that I reviewed the analytics for Sleep and Relax ASMR this year. And the audience in Canada a whopping 171%. A 171% growth in anything is amazing. You know, to put that in perspective, that's like you have one item of anything, and then you look away, and then you look back at it, and after that time, there's 13 of one item. You know, it's like you have one pound of soup, and then you wait a little while, and you have 13 pounds of soup. You know, the analogy is very poor, but you get what I mean. Hopefully. Nothing beats a nice tomato soup. A Mexican sopa azteca for me is the best soup anyone could ever have. You know, showing some love to my Mexican listeners, but it's true. It's like a nice, hearty tomato soup with some cheese on the bottom and just unbelievable. So Canada, yeah, thanks guys for stopping by. Glad you could take uh, time to listen to the show in between rips, maybe in between uh, a smoke break, smoke a couple darts. Really appreciate it. Don't smoke, it's a terrible habit, but you know, I just wanted to show you I know what a dart is. And again, I do appreciate everyone, but the number of Canadian listeners just stood out to me because of the difference. It was the country that experienced the single largest increase in listenership. So I wanted to take this moment to not only thank my listeners in general, thank you, but I wanted to make a little special episode for Canadians to tell you what I love about Canada. And if you're Canadian, you'll love it because I'm just going to be, you know, saying all these nice things. And if you're not Canadian, you'll still like it because you'll you'll be so bored by my perspective of what I like about Canada that you'll fall asleep probably because because that's the name of the game anyway, isn't it? So um, Okay, so what do I love about Canada? So first and foremost, I love Putin. I have yet to find somewhere near me here in the USA that makes Putin. I went to Disney World at this point about three years ago, and they offered what they called Putin at Epcot, and it really wasn't that. Guys, it's very simple. French fries, gravy, cheese curds. Three ingredients. So simple. You get a pack of shoestring french fries, put them in oil or in an air fryer, whatever. 
heat up some brown gravy, get it nice and warm on the side you're going to get a nice bag of fresh cheese curds, that nice squeaky stuff. As the french fries come out and are hot, apply the fluffy deliciousness of cheese curds on the top of the fries. Then proceed to take the steamy brown gravy and apply copious amounts for optimum eating and enjoyment. And it's really that easy. So what did Disney do to Putin? They took french fries. Thick, bland ones. They applied what was like a cheese sauce and not cheese curds. And they put a smidge of white country style gravy. I really love country gravy. Like if I'm ever at Cracker Barrel, I enjoy that as one of the side dishes. But it has no place on Putin. French fries, brown gravy, cheese curds, that's it. Yeah. Perhaps I should make it a point to start my own Putin food truck. Like, I'm sure I can't find it somewhere, but no one can get this simple, delicious food item done. It's infuriating. The other thing I enjoyed um, quite a lot in Canada, this is as a aside, because it's not really Canadian, but, you know, it's kind of like woven into the fabric of Canadian society now, is proper shawarma. You know, like lamb or chicken on the rack that spins and, you know... They, they cut with a long knife and wrap up in a delicious fluffy pita. That's another item near me that uh, I really haven't found anywhere here um, in the U.S. Where, where I'm located, which, you know, I'm sure if I were in, I don't know, the Northeast, maybe, that would uh, not be the case. I could probably find it. I was perusing, if you will, uh, here on the internet, and um, I came across an article titled 10 Things You Probably Didn't Know About Putin from a lovely little website named Cottage Life. I couldn't resist but to click on it. So let's run through it. 10 Things You Probably Didn't Know About Putin. Number one, no one is entirely sure where Putin originated. The traditional story is that Putin originated in the 50s in Warwick, Quebec, at a restaurant called Le Lutin something else. I don't speak French. Upon being asked to add cheese curds to a customer's fries, owner Fernanda Lachance responded, that's going to make a dreadful mess. However, there are several other origin stories. It's safe to say, though, that Putin has its origins mid-century, somewhere in rural Quebec. Number two, Putin wasn't always called Putin. At first, Putin was simple, a 50-50 mixture of cheese curds and fries. When gravy got added somewhere along the way, it was called mixed Putin was adopted when large chains started selling the concoction, cheese, gravy, and all. Number three. Newfoundland has its own variation of Putin. It 
It's New Finland, right? It's not New Fel it's New Finland. The new V's. A place in Canada I've never had the pleasure of visiting. I've only been in Ontario. I've never well, that's not true. I have spent a little bit of time in Quebec in Montreal. Very briefly in Quebec City. Total clash of cultures. You know, like it's it's amazing how in Ontario it's like you know, what I think a lot of people would consider you know, don't don't at me if I get this wrong, but it's like traditional Canadians, I don't know. I think Quebecs are, you know Quebecers are you know, like they want to be their own whole different identity because they are. So it was very interesting to me how traveling from Ontario into Quebec and back, it's like being in basically two different countries. Because in the U.S., when you travel from state to state, there are certainly some, you know, differences. And, you know, someone from Kentucky is not necessarily going to be similar at all to someone from, you know, I don't know, Washington State. You know, someone from Florida is probably going to be different than someone from New Hampshire. You know, someone from Iowa is different from someone... Massachusetts, but the sort of clash between Ontario and Quebec and how proud Quebecers or Quebecois are to be from there and, you know, kind of their own separate identity was really, really interesting to see. But let's get back to uh, Putin. Uh, so as I said, number three, New Finland has its own variation of Putin. Many restaurants in New Finland serve chips, dressing, and gravy with dressing, also known as stuffing, used in place of the cheese curds. And I'm, I don't quite remember our newfies, the one that have like a really funny accent. They say like, my mother, my father. Kind of like that. Help me out, beloved Canadian listeners. Let me know if I'm... Uh, Again, I've never been to Finland, and I've never been to uh, any other provinces aside from Ontario and Quebec. Putin fact number four for your enjoyment, hunger, and rest this evening or morning if you want to take a nap or afternoon. Who cares? Putin is the subject of heated debate. At the 2010 Leacock debate in Toronto, celebrities including CBC's Carol Off and author Andrew Piper squared off over whether Putin should become Canada's national dish. The pro side won by a narrow margin. This is an interesting question. Should Putin become national, the national dish of Canada? I will say as an American, I think the answer is absolutely Yes. And I'll say why. When you ask a fourth or fifth generation Canadian what is a traditional Canadian dish, you know, they may say some kind of like, you know, shepherd's pie. Uh, they will include even fish and chips, depending on who you ask, you know. But that's obviously what's occurred there is you have, you know, 
British, Scottish, you know, basically European settlers from generations back that basically just brought over to Canada when they settled there. Those dishes. It's not to say that Canada can also claim that because, I mean, you can do whatever you want. And obviously, again, it's so deeply um, entrenched and really ingrained into Canadian tradition that I think it's valid 100%. But with poutine, you have a truly um, unique dish to your country. And so again, with a lot of Canadian quote-unquote traditional food, you're really just getting variations of different European countries, people that have settled there, you know, hundreds of years ago, and generations later, people are enjoying that same food. If it were up to me, I would have poutine as the national dish, and I would also throw Nanaimo bars in there. If you don't know what a Nanaimo bar is, I think it's a layer of chocolate with coconut and I think maybe white chocolate as well, something like that. It's a really interesting kind of three-layered, three layers or four, I think it's three layers, but it's basically, again, like chocolate with a hard shell on top, uh, coconut, and again, I think white chocolate filling as well and they just kind of look like you know like regular let's say candy bars or squares or whatever but um, that is something that I'm fairly certain is also exclusive to Canada but I might be wrong so if Nanaimo bars are actually uh, you know a kind of shared dessert country or countries let me know but definitely Putin national dish I'm all in agreement okay so fact number five in 2014 Brandon Manitoba restaurant Joe Beavers broke the record for the world's largest Putin Joe Beaver's Putin weighed in at, hold on to your cholesterol, 1,949 pounds, which was more than 800 pounds heavier than the previous record holder. I really hope that if you make a Putin that weighs close to 2,000 pounds, that you basically give it all away for people to eat because... 2,000 pounds of cheese, potatoes, and gravy going down the drain like that would be really quite the tragedy. Fact number six, Putin can get pretty expensive. As soon as chefs start tinkering, Putin gets pricey. Toronto's Bymark restaurant offers a lobster Putin for $27. Uh, a restaurant in Montreal offers a foie gras poutine for 24 If you truly want to get bank-breaking and a little disgusting, order a large poutine at Toronto's Disgraceland 
Needless to say, I did not attend the University of Saskatoon in Saskatchewan. But uh, if you're from Saskatoon or from Saskatchewan, let me know. I'd love to know what you guys do out there other than watch uh, the uh, Rough Riders, which is their CFL team. So, on to the next uh, topic. Um, I do love the general politeness of Canadians. It's a real thing. Um, to be fair, I think people exaggerate a bit. Um, it's not. It's it's not that I think Canadians are super friendly every time. Uh, but the way I've experienced it is kind of like this. Assume a zero is the rudest person that could possibly exist, while a ten is the nicest, friendliest human being you could ever meet. Almost every time I meet a Canadian, it is somewhere between five and seven. Either polite, nice, to generally very pleasant and friendly. I haven't met too many Canadians that are a two, nor have I met too many that are a nine off the bat. You know, and so I love you, Canada, for being consistent. As I've traveled, I've come across similar places. English Street, I feel it's not too far off from how Canadians are, for example, where everyone is just about a 5 to a 7. You know, it's never very rude, never overly polite. Um, people in Florida skirt on either side, so they're either uh, a 0 to a 3 or a 7 to 10. But at this point, I've just chucked it up to, like, all quirk about Floridians, and I'll just take it in the stride. I love the seasons in general in Canada, although it does get way too cold in winter for my liking. You know, I spent some time in Ottawa, and wow, just absolutely brutal how cold it would get. You know, and the winter blues is a real thing. You know, there were days I had summer, and you know, maybe seven, eight o'clock in the morning, not really seeing the sun, and I would leave at say five. 6 p.m. and it would be dark already and that gets you in a mood sometimes um, but overall it's beautiful you know it's kind of nice to spend time in a place where you get to experience a full year of seasons um, you know but you miss the sun and you know I don't miss like salt ruining pants and staining shoes I know someone who bought one of those uh, sunlight simulator lights. I'm not sure what it's called. But it was purchased to get a little extra light and vitamin D to combat the winter blues. You know, I agree it can be a little difficult, but overall it's one of those things that you just have to face mentally and enjoy the nice things about winter as they come. Like being able to wear sweaters while having a warm cup of coffee in the morning without sweating or getting too hot. You know, being able to make a fireplace and just going as you watch a family uh, movie with your significant others or whatever. So, you know, in the winter you get to wear flannel unironically and that's, you know, always good fun. I love beaver tails, but who doesn't? You know, for non-Canadians, beaver tails are the Canadian on elephant ears. For non-Americans, 
Americans and non-Canadians, a beaver tail, much like an elephant ear, is a fried dough pastry, individually and stretched to resemble a beaver's tail. Uh, elephant ears are slightly different, but pretty much on the same line. You know, an elephant ear is a fried, flattened dough uh, with butter, sugar, and cinnamon. It's uh, a thin flank of fried sweetness that seemed to be about as big as an elephant ear. You know, but... But either way, beaver tails are also perfect. They're in the same category as Nanaimo bars that, you know, you ask a non-Canadian for a beaver tail and they think you're some kind of sick, sick individual asking about beaver tails, but... You know, I love Tim Hortons, right? You know, and maybe if you're Canadian, you know, you love it. Some people think it's overrated. You know, what I love about Tim Hortons is it's basically a better version of Dunkin' Donuts, in my opinion. You know, it's, again, in my opinion, it has better food, better coffee, it has better, better donuts, it has better everything, so Tim Hortons for me is definitely a real um, staple of Canadian culture and really, really love it. All in all, I want to say thank you to my Canadian listeners for giving the podcast a try. I hope I haven't let you down. Uh, thank you to all listeners who take time out of their busy days to listen to my silly rambles or the sound of nature along the podcast. It really does give me so much joy to know that a guy like me can you know, help you relax, unwind, and sleep. So, just want to thank you very sincerely from the bottom of my heart for... Um, you know, including this little show in your life. If you want to join the conversation or have any questions, comments, suggestions, you can always reach me at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening, and 